I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome, gentle folk, to the final two episodes of Unfeatured Articles Season 2 Season 2 of Unfeatured Yeah, not the last ever I'm glad we brought back Carmen to Piranha Yes, absolutely It wouldn't (laughs) be a finale without it Exactly We are here I've been waiting so many moons Who are we? Exactly Uh, My name is James Keogh I'm one of the hosts of Unfeatured Articles. I'm joined by Curtis Lang. The other host of Unfeatured Articles. And we are joined by Ufa Expert. We are joined by... Doctoral candidate of yes. Ufa. Yes. Who knows, uh, who, has, who has gone through the whole storied history of, of Ufa who, as a listener. PhD. PhD. B-E-N. It's Ben. It is. It is Ben Barul. Here ben I am. Barul. You're Thank back you for joining us. For my second <laughs> time. We are so sorry that that episode got delayed. Uh, yeah. Uh, for those of you who aren't aware, uh, we, uh, there was a secret episode 31 yes. that we lost that was deleted accidentally and it disappeared into the ether. Mm. It was a great episode. It ben was. was on it. I was. Yeah. Uh, and we'll never hear it again. No. A wink. Wink. A wink. Oh, what's this? Ooh. What's this? Oh. Is that a tease? It's a teaser. A future unfeatured articles kind of thing? Oh, it might be. Oh. Boys, stop lollygallying. Oh. Oh, you nailed that. <laughs> nice. Fuck me. Suck can the I, landing too. Hold on, can I come back? Yeah. Hold on. So go back to your lollygagging. Oh, bloody oh. lollies. Oh. What about that episode? Exactly. Boys. Uh-huh. Yes. Stop lollygagging. We've got an episode to do, and it's quite oh, a serious oh, one. Oh, it is. Yes, it is. This episode, this, these two episodes, mm. super important and uh, super structured. We have a series of rounds. In fact, we have five rounds to determine which one is the greatest article of, of 2019. Two, of 2019. Yeah, season Indeed. two, 2019. Indeed. Uh, the way we're going to break it down, we have our first Round. We're going to do round one and two in this episode, and then we're going to kick it forward with rounds three through five next episode. Round yeah. one, super. It's going to be very informative, very by the book, very structured. Here's no what's going to happen. No bits allowed. No bits. No. No bobs. Zilch. Zilch. We have. I might. I might check a few bits. Nada. No. Nada. Oh, I'm sorry. Nada. Get out of here with your bits. You, you bloody That's what bit. led you to a two-hour bit last time. <laughs> An hour and a half. <laughs> okay. Here's what's going to happen. Each of the 32 articles that have made it to the final cut mm. are going to be described in as much detail as possible in 45 seconds. Yeah. Again, 45 seconds each to give a complete rundown of what this article was about. You know it. Two by two, and after each pair. We, on the count of three, do our vote. It's going to be three, two, one, vote. Boof. Okay. That's it's going to be. Sounds good. I got to set that up at the start, you know. We don't want some, yep. you know, three, two, boof. We don't want that. We don't want three, two, one, go. You know, yeah. people do three, two, one, go that. And then yeah, it's like, right. it's just not it. So hang on. It's three, two, one. Article. Excellent. Okay. Yeah. Yep. 
Okay. Scissors, paper. Oh, no. Scissors, paper, rock. Article. Okay, yeah. cool. No worries. Wonderful. Um, so, shall we just dive right in? Yes. I think we need to. Do yes. we just dive right in? So, for each of our articles, we have one person going up to bat. Mm. Our first pairing for the official bracket of 2019. It is varieties of Oreo, list of Oreo varieties as represented by Ben Rule. Yes. And Elma McCurdy as represented by Curtis Lang. Indeed. All right, Zane, are you ready on the buzzer? The first 45 seconds for variety of Oreo flavors starts now. Boy, howdy, there are a lot of Oreo flavors. Let me tell you what, and Wikipedia knows all about it. There's all kinds. There's lemon twist Oreo, Neapolitan Oreo. There's a SpongeBob Oreo, watermelon Oreo. There's cookie dough, of course, but caramel apple as well. Pumpkin spice Oreo, red velvet. What about... Uh, toasted coconut. Does that tickle you? What about firework Oreos <gasps> for firework. a limited release edition in 2017? What about the Mississippi Mud Pie Oreos? How about a mystery Oreo to tickle your fancy? Confirmed indeed um, to be all kinds of mysterious flavors. You never knew exactly what you were going to get. Um, chocolate hazelnut Oreo. There was cherry that cola good. Oreo. Mm. Good humor strawberry shortcake was another one. <laughs> That's your 45. That's 45. Many Thank you very times. much, Ben. It's tight. That's tight. You got a lot in there, yep. though. Yeah. We, should, so we should say I I now, 10. we try to make every episode um, as en- as entry level as possible, so you can yeah. just dive right in and listen to what you want to do. Yeah. This one, um, there's going to be a lot of information thrown at you. Oh yeah, get uh, ready for it. Yeah, if if you if you're not if you're not if you if you if this is your first episode, is what I'm saying. Maybe, maybe go, back. go back listen yeah. to a couple yeah, of others. So. And if you if you maybe you go in and you hear an episode, you hear like a an article that you maybe not heard the uh, thing for. Go back and, and listen to it. Yeah, if you or even it. jump on Wikipedia. Just yes. have a quick little quick Why little not? brief for yourself. Okay. Anyway, are we Elma ready? Elmer McCurdy. Elmer McCurdy. Your 45 seconds starts. Now, so Elmer McCurdy, he was an American bank and train robber who was killed in a shootout with police after robbing a caddy train in Oklahoma in October 1990, uh, 1911. Sorry. Um, the interesting thing about him, though, is that because no one claimed his body after it was in, um, like, uh, because um, back then, uh, coroners, they would, um, like, embalm the body mm. so the thing that was interesting was that because no one claimed the body uh, the guy just refused to, the, the coroner just refused to release the body um, uh, because he had not received the money that he'd gotten so he just he sat it up in the corner of his workshop and, and like charged people a penny like a, a, a look to see like the bandit who wouldn't give up and used it as an attraction the body was then it went on this massive journey it was stolen a bunch of times <laughs> And if we want to hear more, we have to vote it into yeah. the next round. Oh. Okay, this guys. It's hard, James. It's, it's very is. hard. It's 45 tricky. seconds. It's brutal. Very, it's brutal. Uh, particular. Let's vote. All right. Do you remember how it goes? Okay. Let me. I cannot stress this enough. It's three, two, one article. All right. Have we got yes. it? Three, two, one, boof. Yes. Yes. All right. Okay. Here we go. Three, two, one. Elma McCurdy. McCurdy. All right. All right. Elma McCurdy has made it through to the next round. I'm writing it in. Here we go. Elmer. Are we allowed to vote? Thank you. Oh, thank you. There it is. Yeah, in right. this particular one. Vote for her own. We, yes. we, well, it it's hard sense. not to. It makes sense. It's hard not to because, yeah. um, but we are, we come into this room mm. unbiased. Mm. Unbiased, yeah. Of course. For the good of the information of the people. Leave our right? biases at the door. Exactly. Mm. I think Except, yeah. except we're only biased about ice cream flavors. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Neapolitan. 
or, Neo, or get out of here. Oh, whoa! I'm the opposite. I'll oh, fight you. Who wants strawberry? Like you, you eat the chocolate first, and you right. tolerate this. You, yeah. you like the strawberry, Zane? All right, Zane there's an option there. I'll take strawberry. Maybe we should get we a tub of Neapolitan. Pause Boys, the podcast. We're again. All right. Um, what do we got next, James? Next up, we got Hubert Blaine. Long last name. Oh, the man with the longest the name in the world. Yeah. That's right. Yep, it's the one. Uh, as represented by myself. Will you have enough time to say his entire name in forty five seconds? Once, and that's oh. it. And I don't get to describe okay. it anymore. Um, as well, there as is a, there is a sound recording of the guy himself saying it. Really, uh, on the Wikipedia page. There so you if go. you want to find that and just hold it up to the microphone, <laughs> that might be the best way to do that. I'm going to use my time very wisely. All right, Excellent. fair enough. Um, okay. uh, let me that just get mine is up. Coming up against. Uh, let me just find it here. It is coming up against Sasquatch Mountain uh, uh, the Ice Resort. The, the surprise winner from <laughs> surprise winner of uh, episode 32 last week's episode. Yeah. Thanks, Drew Buchanan, for that. <laughs> we can now reveal, ladies and gentlemen, it might not have been very clear on that episode, but Drew was several wines deep. A little bit. <laughs> um, <laughs> All right. Are, we, are you up first, James? I am. All right. Okay. Whenever you are ready, my friend. Okay. Time F-I-T- to go. Time oh. starts now. Hubert Blaine Wolferschlegenstein Hausenbergendorf Senior uh, is the reduced name of the man with the longest name in the world. Adolf Blaine, Charles, David, Earl, Frederick, etc. It is a 988-letter surname. Uh, this is a man who was bur- born in Bergedorf in Germany and later emigrated to the United States. Uh, his name first attracted attention when it appeared in the 1938 Philadelphia Telephone Directory on page 1292. Um, he uh, changed it, I assume, uh, from whatever originally was, or maybe it was always his name. Uh, he had a son, Hubert Blaine, which he named the same thing, Junior. Uh, and this is a guy with a really long name. <laughs> James. I nice. think I got across the fact that it was a very long thing. <laughs> I think yeah. you did. Which is uh, what I was aiming for there. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, I will just say very quickly uh, that uh, the reason he changed it was to make customs uh, very mad. Because, yes. Uh, because it was during the the, uh, the Second World War and he was of uh, Jewish descent, I believe. So he was like, if so. I'm going to change my name, I'm going to make it a fucking insane uh, that's one. Right. That's right. Yes. Um, no, wait. It is his given name. Might be spilling Hubert's over given the... name is made up from 27 names, each starting with a different letter of the alphabet. All right, well, next round we'll just have to figure we'll out figure what that's going yeah, on, it makes it provided through. it um, makes it through. And okay. something tells me it might be going it through to the next Ooh. round. Curtis, your time starts now. Guys, Sasquatch Mountain Resort is a really interesting article. It's a small ski resort located in the Douglas Ranges near Chel- uh, Chehalis, British Columbia in Canada, between the towns of Mission and Agassiz. It is now going to be called Sasquatch Mountain. Previously known as Hemlock Valley Resort, the resort closed due to bankruptcy receivership in 2005. Wow! In 2006, the resort was purchased by Berezan Hospitality Group and reopened in December 2006. Shortly thereafter, the resort started negotiations with local First Nations and the province of BC for a substantial expansion that would see the resort become the largest resort facility in the lower mainland of British Columbia. And I'm. That's all the have. <laughs> the resort proposes inclusive. It's got skis. All right. It's a ski resort. Yeah, very it's nice. It's a ski resort. It's got skis. Okay. Uh, so that was Drew's very weird bit from last. All right. Would- now we vote long name or Sasquatch. Here right. we go. Three, two, one. Long, long name. name. Obviously. Because right, cool. cool. if it could be anything else. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Hubert's, Hubert has made it through. Excellent. Next up, William Henry Rankin. 
uh, as uh, described by Curtis, and calcio, also described by Curtis. Hmm. There you go. Um, all right, I'm doing a lot of talking uh, in this first bit. All right, let's do this, gang. Um, so, first of all, I'm going to talk about Rankin, yes? Rankin, yes. Wonderful. Let me just get that up sure. really quickly. Uh, Phil for me, ready. James. Phil for me, all right, baby. All right, getting there ready. I just want to make sure everyone knows... That when we're voting, mm. so the structure of it is it's three, two, one, then the article. I just, I'm just worried that okay. like sometimes someone's gonna like come through on like the three so, or something. Yeah. So not the, so not the three, two, one. Gentlemen, I'm ready to go. Okay. Okay. Right. Good, okay. Good. Okay. Good. Right. I'll, I'll ask you later. Yeah. Yeah. Later. We'll no discuss worries. this. All right. Are we good? William Henry Rankin. Your time Excellent. starts. Now. Wonderful. So Lieutenant Colonel William Henry Rankin was the only known person to survive a fall from the top of a cumo, uh, cumulolimbus thunderstorm cloud. I got through it. <laughs> you got it. Um, so this guy fucking, um, f- uh, he was flying an F-8 Crusader jet uh, fighter over, uh, over a cloud when the engine failed, forcing him to eject the parachute into the cloud. So... Um, yeah, uh, he pulled the lever to deploy the auxiliary power, and it broke off his in his hand. Not wearing a pressure suit, he had he had no choice but to eject the fucking uh, um, uh, seat. So he suffered immediate frostbite, decompression mm. caused his eyes, ears, nose, and mouth to bleed. His abdomen swelled severely. He um, the parachute opened prematurely instead of at ten thousand feet. Uh, so he was just fucking batted around in the middle of this cloud. Insane. It's crazy. Truly. Yeah. Um, so, and my second one is what, James? Uh, your second one is Calcio. Calcio. Oh, oh damn. This is going to be... All right. So, um, Calcio was the... Uh, f- uh, is, is, is an early precursor to football and rugby that originated in 16th century Italy. This was one of Zane's articles that, that uh, he brought. It is an insane sport, right? So, it's pretty much... It's a bunch... It's two teams of, like... An insane amount of people. Um, uh, f- the matches last 50 minutes. Uh, each play- team has 27 players, and every time a player is like knocked out of the game, they just lose that player, and no one comes in. Right. So the aim of the game is to kind of knock out as many people as possible, mm. so that you can get your ball and score goals. Mm. The crazy thing is that when this ge- um, game was first invented, you were allowed like fucking weapons and um, just to let like it's it's boxing, football, and all this stuff mixed together. It's insane. Like yeah, and you're allowed weapons to just fuck up people. Okay. Yeah, that's right. This horn's going to get really annoying. This is a tough one. This is rough. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, this is a tough round. Yeah. yeah. Do we have our votes locked in in our brains? Um, uh, what are the what are the buzzwords? Uh, so Rank- we got Calcio or Rankin. Yeah. Okay. Calcio or Rankin. Here we go. Mm. Are we Three, two, one. Rankin. Rankin. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. All right. But Calcio was really I'm sad to see Calcio leave. That was on a, that was on a unfeatured basis yeah yeah Yeah. just because calcio turned into football yeah that's right it's not very well known but football is but mr rankin Rankin? turned into ash yeah he's uh he's dead as we all will yeah as we all will (laughs) okay um wonderful okay and so what's up next james next up um we you're back again curtis we've got the great stink excellent um but i think i will take Bruce Willis's discography. No, I. Do you, you want take to? the Great Stink? Okay, oh, I'll I think, take the Great Stink. And I think I'm doing the Great yeah, Stink. Yeah, sorry, Ben's actually, actually taking the, oh, the Great right. Stink. Sorry, I had no, it wrong. I'll take the Great <laughs> no, Stink. No, I'm Spartacus. You take the Great Stink. I'll take the Great Stink. Curtis, you take uh, a break. Bruce Willis's I've, I've, discography. I think I, I, I said before we started recording, like I remember last season that like my favorite to win was the 52 Hertz Whale. Yeah, mm. I didn't really have one this season. It actually is Bruce Willis's discography. <laughs> yeah. I love this. All right, but I'm going in unbiased. Yeah, of course, of course. All right, so who's up first? First up is the Great Stink. Wonderful. Yes, as done by Ben. Uh, ben, 
Are you ready? I am. Your time starts now. All right. So the Great Stink was an event in central London in 1858, which was basically the hot weather exacerbated the smell of untreated human waste and effluent present on the banks of the River Thames. So basically this problem was mounting for a number of years um, just because they didn't have an adequate sewer system. Um, the, the miasma from the effluent was thought to transmit contagious diseases and three outbreaks of cholera um, before the Great Stink were, um, were blamed on the ongoing um, problems of the river. So the smell and the fears of the possible effects prompted action to, um, you know, try and find a solution. Um, so they basically, you know, tried very hard to, you know, fix their, their problem. Um, and more or less, it was just riffed on by the by the townsfolk for quite a bit just because they weren't a huge fan of the cesspits all over their city. There you go. There you go. The great stink, everybody. Uh, are you ready, Curtis? I am. Your time starts now. So... We all know Bruce Willis, right? Die Hard. We do. Die Hard, one of the, the greatest Christmas film of all time. Um, but unfe- an unfeatured part of his career is that he has a discography, which means that he has released multiple albums. All right. The first album was The Return of Bruno. Uh, and this album is an eclectic gathering of R&B music sung by Willis with backing musicians, including Booker T. Jones, the Pointer Sisters, most famous for... Jump on my hair. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> that was an excellent. And The Temptations. It is a companion piece to a HBO special of the same title. So this, uh, this album was like a comedy kind of like mockumentary style album. However, his follow-up album, If It Don't Kill You, It Just Make You Stronger, um, is not a comedy album. It is very serious. Uh, yeah. Oh. All right. Well, those are our two picks uh, between um, Stink and Bruno. Mm. Uh, on Stink three, and Bruno. Stink and Bruno. Uh, on three, uh, we are going to vote. Here we go. Three, two, one. Bruno. Bruno. It's yeah. been unanimous so far, gentlemen. We are good. in sync. We are in sync. Not bad. Okay. That Moving. shall soon change. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm ready to fight. Do we all? Do we, get do we all have our favorites? Um, we don't I've have to tell few. them what they are. I've got a few. Uh, yeah, I definitely have a few that I yeah. uh, I lean towards. Yeah. yeah. Um, nice. Let's move on. Let's. We've got the Ilu, as represented <laughs> by Curtis, and the Corrupted Blood Incident, mm. as represented by Ben. I'm taking it easy this app so far. I'm having a great time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm adjudicating. It's great. And Curtis, are you ready with the Ilu? I am. Okay, your time starts now. So the Ilu was a cancelled Microsoft project to develop a Wi Fi internet enabled portable toilet um so uh, yeah it's exactly what it sounds like it was it was a portable toilet that they were going to put up in different places um, all around the place that was going to have a um it was like yeah you would sit on the toilet and there would be a keyboard and a screen in front of you and you could browse the internet and do whatever you wanted to while that while that was happening um microsoft then came out and was like haha this was actually just a uh, april fool's joke despite the fact it was not a- anywhere near april i believe um, yeah, it was uh, the project uh, was um, on May 13. Another Microsoft press release stated that although the project had not been a, it was, and then they said actually it's not a hoax, and then they said it's not been a hoax. Oh, I'm so sorry, James. This is t- there were so many twists and turns with that one. It yeah. wasn't a hoax, was it not? I don't no, know exactly. Um, this is all good. Yeah, it's very funny though. It like is. a fucking, the last thing you want to touch when you're shitting is, is a keyboard, yeah. Yeah. right? A <laughs> mat. <laughs> fuck. Like you're not even like this is. Pre hand washing, exactly. That's the thing. Um, keyboards are already the grossest thing in the world. Fuck mm. that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Ben, you up? Yes, I am. I'm very ready. With the corrupted blood incident, are you ready? Such a good article. Okay, your time starts 
Now, so the corrupted blood incident was an incident of a virtual pandemic in World of Warcraft in 2005. Oh, Basically, there was an end boss, Hakar, that would cast a spell that was a hit point draining and highly contagious debuff spell called Corrupted Blood on the players. Now, what happened, that there was a glitch where the, instead of the um, the bu- debuff ending as soon as you exited like the arena, it stayed with you and more or less would start to actually kill you outside of the battle. Um, and it was infectious as it well. It was super yeah. infectious. And what would happen is that this glitch spread all throughout the game. Uh, what was really interesting is that they started to use it as a model for epidemic research. So some investig- um, some uh, researchers got word of it and were like, oh my God, this is actually a really cool um, way to you know um, investigate the similarities between like SARS and avi- avian influenza outbreaks and stuff like that. Yeah, that's good. That's good. I love that. It's like such a great, great piece article. of... Just, it's so interesting. Yeah. I will say, uh, yellow card, not for lollygagging, but for some tomfoolery with your interjection there, Mr. Lang. I'm not allowed to interject. Uh, mm. I mean, you know, we've got one person per article representing. I'm just mm. saying, it's a yellow card. Fair it's enough. Yellow card. Yellow yellow card. card. Yeah. Just a warning. Just a warning. Just all a right, warning. Fair enough. You know, Basically. it's okay. Um, um, let's hold this both. Is, this is the most structured we've ever yeah. done. <laughs> I we, can't believe there are now rules. And ever will be again. Yeah. We, um, have, we have Ilu and Blood. We're okay. going to vote on three. Wait, hold on. Let me get my vote. Hang on. Yeah. On three or after three? Oh, well, yeah. Uh, let me make this very clear. Yes. After three. Okay. If it hasn't already been. Yeah. All right. Do you guys have your votes? I, I do. do. This one's tough. Three, two, one. Blood. Ilu. Okay, it's our first one. I will take it. Like I, I'm not, you know, too yeah. mad about that because okay. I, I, I'm All happy right. for yeah. the blood to go through. Fair enough. I just because I remember I was playing games when this happened, and I remember like it coming up on the internet of like literal <laughs> streets in World of Warcraft covered in corp in player corpses. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we can we can talk about it more in the next one. Uh, we will. Like, I just want I just wanted to be like it was, it, was, it, it was it was a big deal. There's a lot to unpack there. Um, next up. I think it's, it's the bloody James Keough hour. Yeah, it is. Uh, we have the Sharknado film series. Which is, by the way, we should mention oh, yes. our host choice. Host choice. Because we did have our, um, our when Lachlan and Drew uh, first, first joined on. us, yeah. we actually had a special two-parter episode mm. where we decided, where we chose one at the end of that, which turned out to be Lord Byron and then we nixed Lord Byron. Yeah. So, yeah. Because if you don't know about that, go look at <laughs> yeah. it. But we decided because we only had 31 articles, one that like we were devastated that wasn't in the bracket was the Sharknado film series. <laughs> yeah. So we decided as a host choice, we're going to chuck that one in there. And that's okay. uh, that's gonna be so. That's both of you, dude. It's Sharknado yes. uh, up against yes. Teeth Facts, as represented um, yeah. by myself. My favorite article, yes, historically. <laughs> okay, and Sharknado, my time starts now. Sharknado is a film series made up of six mainline series. The series starts Ian Zerzing and Tara Reid as Finn Shepard and April Wexler as a husband and wife who encou- who continue to encounter Sharknados, tornadoes filled with sharks wherever they go. These are films that are purposefully ridiculous. The first film um, being a smash hit, a viral sensation that everyone loved, Sharknado, and it just kept going and getting more and more ridiculous, um, meaningfully or not. Um, at the last Sharknado, it's about about time they sort of really leaned into how much uh, their whole sort of thing was crazy um, they had time travel they had going back to the wild west uh, destroying the original shark NATO so that it would reverse the time por- polarity <laughs> polarity <laughs> Sorry, is that another yellow card for me? No, I, I think that worked. I think you were I leaning think towards you came in at the, Yeah, it was it was sort of a yeah. You're on thin ice. Oh my <laughs> <God>. <laughs> Okay, uh, and then next up... Hate red tape. 
is yeah, <laughs> notoriously Teeth Facts. And Teeth Facts is going to start now. I could not find the original uh, article <laughs> for Teeth Facts. It was somewhere on the internet, uh, a page that is a list of teeth facts about teeth. I remember one of them is that whales don't have teeth or they have one teeth or something like that. They have one. Um, and I'll allow it. And uh, the other ones were big ones about how much other mammals just like keep getting teeth. It was a lot about teeth. Some of them were about like, uh, spit and mouth things that weren't related to teeth. So I don't, yeah, no, I don't know about that. But uh, it was all by this one dentist who, whose website was filled with teeth facts. Uh, and hey, look, you've got six <laughs> seconds. Dude. Oh man, teeth, 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 teeth. Lachlan is going to be so upset with you. <laughs> so upset. Well, what we probably should mention, just if you haven't heard that episode, is that poor Curtis. Poor, poor Curtis. I just tried to do my article. Tried to man. do his article. <laughs> Cigarettes after and teeth Valentine facts. was such a good article. And <laughs> um, and Lachlan's bit for the episode was that they'd <laughs> uh, interrupt me. interrupt Curtis with random teeth facts, you and it was check that very out. good listening. Very good. Oh man. Um, so Sharknado, <laughs> sharks or teeth? Oh. Uh, you got to think about this one. Here's, oh, real. here's a teeth fact. Yeah, sharks have teeth. Hey, there you go. A lot of them, I'm told. Yeah. Uh, just to give some more. Um, because that was terrible. Yes. Uh, I'm going to yellow. I'll cop the yellow card for this yeah, one. Yeah, please. Squirrels, fun teeth fact, uh, they, their teeth grow um, six inches a year. Mm. Yes. But because they are continuously chewing on stuff, they ground it down faster than they grow. So that, there, there you go. There were some good teeth facts in there. I want to see a squirrel with very large teeth. Yeah. Who just has not been grounding. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> just fangs. Maybe one day. Maybe okay. one day. Go watch the Ice Age films. All right. Guys, we're lollygagging. <laughs> All right. Oh, no. All right, here we go. Shark or teeth? Three, two, one. Shark. Shark. Yeah, cool. Yeah. cool, cool, cool. It wasn't an article. It wasn't like a yeah, proper... Yeah, exactly. But it was so good. It was very funny. We love you, that one. Okay. We bend the rules sometimes. We do. But not today. Not <laughs> today. Um, Next up. Yes. Bat Bomb. Oh, fuck yeah. represented by Curtis. That was my first article that of the season. That was the first one of the season. Yeah. Mary Toft. As represented by Curtis. My worst article of the season. Well, <laughs> my pro- also maybe my best. Yeah. Here we go. Bat-, Bat Bomb, are you ready? Yeah. Your time starts now. Bat Bombs are the most insane weapon of all time. They are metal casings uh, with holes in them filled to the brim with bats. What? Uh, uh, and then the bats would have little incendiary devices tied to their feet um, or, or their wings. Um, so what they were, what what would happen is because it was during World War Two and uh, they were trying to come up with um, new weapons to use against the mainly uh, wooden uh, living and uh, building structures of the Japanese Empire at the time. So they were like, "Yeah, fuck yeah, we'll just attach, we'll f- send a shitload of bats, and they'll set fire to everything." So they would just drop these. The idea was that they were going to drop these bombs. Bats would go out, and then they just light fire to every fucking thing they could possibly land on. Um, yeah. <laughs> Okay. Oh, and Mary Toft. And Mary Toft. <laughs> I was like, uh, and who's going next? Yeah. Uh, moving right along to uh, Mary Toft. Are you? Have you got it there? I have got it. Yes. Okay. And Curtis, your time starts now. Mary Toft uh, was an English woman uh, 
from Surrey, who in 1726 became the subject of considerable controversy when she tricked doctors into believing she had given birth to rabbits. Now, bear with me. <laughs> um, in 1726, Toph became pregnant, but following her reported fascination with the sighting of a rabbit, she miscarried. Her claim to have given birth to the various animal parts prompted the arrival of John Howard, not the politician, a local surgeon, who investigated the matter. He discovered several pieces of animal flesh and duly notified other prominent physicians. Um, the problem was that this guy then like bet his career on the fact that she was literally giving birth to animal parts. And then when it came out that she had just literally shoved the animal parts up her hoo-ha to gain a bit of like notoriety, mm. this man's career was fucking ruined. Good. Very good. Okay. We'll go, we'll go in. Maybe we'll go into why she shoved maybe. them up her hoo-ha. If it, if it so happens. I do love referring to... Um, <laughs> a lady's Female private parts as, yeah. as a hoo-ha. Nice. Gentlemanly. That's, yeah. Gen- well, it's respectful. Yeah. Question mark? The hoo-ha. Uh, the hoo-ha. <laughs> it's very upper class. The yeah. wet-ha. Um, um, the bats or toft? All right. Here we go. This one's a thinker. This one. This one's hard for this me. This one's hard. Three, two, one. Toft. toft. Yeah. It's just so bad. It Rich. is. It's just so bad. That it's so unfeatured. It is. Um, alrighty. Um, next up. Next up. What do we got? We have the. What pe- are we up to now? What? Um, With this is um, the eighth uh, pairing out of. So we're halfway through. We're halfway through the first okay. round. The first round. First round. The name Making of the first time. round is yeah. trimming the fat. Trimming By the way, the fat. I didn't get to do my little intro. Yeah. Uh, but it's trimming the fat. And round eight is the paint wars and terrain. Oh no! So the paint was represented oh, no. by Ben and Terrell represented by myself. <sighs> okay, Ben, are you please, ready? Please I'm, don't make me vomit this time. <laughs> I'm, re- I'm ready. I'm ready. Three, two, one. Now. All right. So Vanta Black was a shade of black um, created that is the darkest shade of black, darkest substance known, absorbing up to ninety nine point ninety six um, percent of visible light. Um, and basically what makes it so incredible apart from, you know, it's extraordinary properties was that it was, um, it was basically trademarked by a particular artist called Anish Kapoor, um, who, um, more or less only licensed himself, uh, for this usage of this paint. Um, and obviously that got sparked a little bit of outrage in the art community. Um, so there was a particular man called Stuart Semple who in retaliation banned Kapoor from buying a, the strongest shade of pink. Um, but Anish Kapoor was able to get his hands on it and posted a photo to his Instagram with his middle finger dipped in pink. Very nice. There you go. Just shit boys. Sh- all shit each other off. It's the new Bone Wars. That's it. The paint it's well, the Bone Wars. Yeah. Well, um, let's could it be? Could Indeed. it be? Could it make it all the way? Mm. It could go all the way. This it could have been a contender. I'm going to talk about Terrea and I'm going to do that right now. Terrea is a boy who ate a whole bunch, couldn't stop. He was an insatiable man. His body was hot to the touch and he sweated heavily. He constantly had a foul body odour. On the outbreak of the, fo- the, outbreak of the fir- War of the First Coalition, Terrea joined the French Revolutionary Army where no amount of rations could satisfy him. Doctors would test his capacity for food by feeding him 15 labourers, uh, meals prepared for 15 labourers, uh, and would eat entire meals presented with a live cat. He would eat it. Um, they wanted to make him a spy, so they tried to like put a whole box of contraband into his mouth that he would eat and just like take across the border. Except he failed immediately because he's a rat boy who smells, and they knew he couldn't speak German. It was crazy. He failed as 
Yeah. Oh, this is going to be so tough. Yeah. I agree. I Dude, he, <sighs> it's also rumoured he ate a toddler. Yes. Yeah, that is that's true. right. They I kicked him out of a there. hospital because it's, they were like, did you eat this toddler? He was like, ah, no. I don't think so. Help me. All right. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> paint Wars. Uh, uh, paint or Terraria. Oh, fuck. I hate uh, it. It's so it. tough. It's so bad. Here we go. Welcome to our pain, man. Yeah, I, I feel it now. As the voice of the people. I feel it. Are we ready? And the do people we have... are in pain, Curtis. The people are in pain. People are in pain. Do we have our answers? I do. I do. Three, two, one. Terraria. Terraria. Oh, dude. I my better judgment. Yeah. yeah. Terraria takes it. I approve. I ben, approve. ben voted for the paint wars, I but Terraria. I do like the paint wars, Paint wars though. is really good. You're going to have to go with Terraria. I, I'm glad I was able to get the that... Kapoor was able to like get his hands on it even though he was banned and posted yeah. a picture of his middle finger yeah. dipped in the pink alright turns out it could not be a contender no right. could not go all the way what do we got next next up we have Avoid represented by Ben Ooh. a recent one yes and episode 31 the episode that wasn't deleted <laughs> yeah. and the list of fictional magazines uh, by as done by myself hmm. um, a fun episode well gentlemen Ben, you're up first. Yes. Your, your time. time. Oh, go for it, please. Oh, thank you. Just because I'll... Um, yeah, absolutely. Your time. Thank you, James. Thank you for your permission. Uh, your time starts now. Okay. A Void is a, a French lipogrammic novel written by Georges Perec uh, in 1969. It is a 300-page novel uh, that completely omits the letter E. So more or less, uh, uh, Perec is part of a very specific uh, writing group called Ulipo, which writes to constraints in their writing. Uh, and the constraint that Perec decided to use was um, writing an entire huge book without the letter E. Uh, and so there are some interesting themes um, emerging. So the person, so it's a mystery novel uh, where there is a missing person called Anton Vowell and the entire novel is trying to figure out like what's wrong what's missing because you know you can't mention that the E's are not there and there are some also themes as well that some people believe that the book was kind of based on Perek's parents who both died in World War II and so that's the missing element very good my word my word alright my son my son I am going to represent uh, the list of fictional magazines and I'm going to do that right now mm. the list of fictional magazines uh, is a list of magazines that don't exist they exist in media so they exist in television shows or comic books or anything like that uh, movies etc um, I played a game with these articles where I would list one real magazine and one fake one uh, and uh, Curtis and Hannah had to guess which ones were the real ones which ones were the fake ones we had a lot of fun I believe uh, renowned character actor Lee Pace showed up in that episode Lee Pace did show up Lee Pace up. showed mm. up uh, that article is now gone from Wikipedia oh. it is completely gone uh, the only reference of it is when you google list of fictional magazines uh, it is a supposed entry in the lists of fictional works however heading to that list uh, nets no such results how about that Welcome to James, James Keogh's Broken, Broken Links. Links. We're back. We're, We're back, back, baby. Uh, you know who else is back? It's Lee Pace, ladies and oh, gentlemen. God. It's good to have you. Right hey, guys, room. how you doing? It's me, Lee Pace. Oh, wow. nice. It's good to see you all. Anyway, I'm off. Yeah. Good luck with the bracket. Bye, Bye Lee Pace. Oh, man, Bye, it was Lee great Pace. to see Lee Pace. I'm glad he left because I was about to give him a yellow what card. A, what a <laughs> yeah, I was about guest. to red card that man. I'm not going to lie. All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, we love you, Lee. Shout out to Lee Pace. Shout out to Lee Pace. We have. If you're listening, and you are. Oh, he just left the room. Yeah, so, true. yeah, we have void or magazines. All right, three, two, one. Magazines. Void. Really? Wow. Did you guys both vote for void? Yeah. yeah. 
but it's not there anymore. No. Your okay, magazines no, okay, aren't there enough, anymore. No, no, no. I'm unbiased. That's fair. All right. Fair enough. I, pr- I approve that you think that an article should... that's no longer on Wikipedia should win the Wikipedia article. Are we award? saying we should have honoured the memory of fake magazines? No, I, I'm just so intrigued, I guess. Fair, is that's true. Thing. As in, like, we need um, to get fine. more yeah, details. No, okay. All right. Void uh, goes through. Avoid. Thank you. Okay. Next I'm up. Just, I was just so... I was so sure. I fair know. enough. Fair enough. No, that's um, fair. Next up, we have fucking Austria. <laughs> no, sorry. No, I've skipped one. Yet. We have Ranger Bill. Oh, as good. As represented by Curtis. And we have Killdozer as Kill represented Dozer. by Ben. Ben, you were very keen to represent oh, this one. It's a beautiful article. But before we can get to it, we have to get through Ranger Bill. Are you ready, Kurt? I am ready, yes. Your time starts now. Ranger Bill is a Christian radio program from the 1950s. Uh, with over 200 episodes produced, Ranger Bill star, uh, was a um, he was a forest ranger located in the town of Knotty Pine along uh, the Rocky Mountains. The show describes the various tales of the adventures of Ranger Bill and his friends. So there's a bunch of different characters, um... Bill Jefferson, Ranger Bill, the Chief Forest Ranger, uh, Stumpy Jenkins, another Stumpy. Forest Ranger. Uh, he's referred to as the Old Timer. And Henry Scott is the teenager ward of Ranger Bill who helps him out in Mini Park, uh, Ranger Tuss, and just doesn't like the outdoors as much as Ranger Bill does. And we all memed about that for a very long time <laughs> and did a bunch of bits. I played Henry Scott, um, and I was it was probably my best character work ever. Fuck you, Henry Scott! Fuck you! <laughs> I had to save it. I was like, I was so willing to curse Henry. Um, thank you. Killdozer, Ben, are you ready? I am ready. Your time starts now. So, Killdozer was the uh, nickname given to Marvin John Haymeyer, uh, who was born in 1951, died in 2004. Uh, the reason why he was called Killdozer is because he made a... A bulldozer that killed. Um, more or less, he fitted a bulldozer for a uh, murderous rampage around the city um, by including, um, giving it several layers of armor that, uh, you know, layers of steel and concrete to serve as armor. Uh, he used the bulldozer to demolish the Granby Town Hall, uh, the former mayor's house, and several other buildings. Um, so the rampage concluded in his suicide, which he had, you know, pretty much planned from the beginning because he, you know, uh, more or less um, built himself into the bulldozer by the end. There was no way that he was going to walk out. Out of that incident alive, and he had a few uh, um, untimely uh, motivations as well. I believe also was nobody hurt. Um, I don't think there were any casualties. I'm not. I'm, I'll, I'll quickly knowledge. double check, but I don't. We should I think probably you're right. for, yeah. We should probably just say like it's it's cool to talk about now because nobody I believe yeah. nobody yeah. was hurt. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. All right, Ranger or Dozer? Here we go. Ooh. Are we ready? Yes. Three, two, one. Dozer. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Cool. Those are strong. Strong. Unlike Ranger Bill, who is weak. Ranger Bill is the is the person. He's the hero we need now. Yeah. The only weak one is that fucking Henry Henry Scott. Scott. Fuck that guy. Little shit. All right. Dozer makes it through. Next up, Uh, fucking Austria, as represented by myself. Excellent. And Zahark. Oh, yes. Oh, no. Zahark. Okay. Yeah. Good. Previously pronounced as Zudahark. Yeah. We added a syllable because we're terrible and white. Zahark. <laughs> uh, yes. I think. Is that also represented by myself? Am I That's doing... represented by me. Okay, Benjamin good. is doing All that right, one. Good. Well, uh, James, you're up first, I believe. I am. You good to go? Uh, gotta find. Uh, uh, gotta find fucking. Gotta he's gotta find fucking. <laughs> gotta don't find just, fucking. Well, don't just type fucking into Google. Yeah, that'll, no, that's that'll uh, come up with not what you want. Mistake that's, a different po- that's a different por- uh, um, uh, uh, podcast. Yes, porncast. Porncast. Well, hey. I am ready. 
Your time starts and now. Fucking is an Austrian village in the municipality of Tarsford, located in the region of Warper, Austria. It's in Austria. Yeah, nice. uh, its name is fucking, which is an English word that means having sex. And so it's very funny. Fucking is most famous for its four traffic signs with its name on them, beside which tourists stop to have their photograph taken, owing to the profane English word with the same spelling. Uh, its popularity and notoriety um, has led to all of the uh, villagers just getting really sick and tired of it because because they hate people coming in and like making fun of their name because it's the name of their village where they live all the time. Um, in 2009, it was announced that the village was installed CCTV, cam- CCTV cameras uh, to deter tourists. Um, basically, yeah. gentlemen, I have breaking news. I'm so sorry to interrupt, but this is very important. Please. James, are you familiar with Elizabeth Kehoe? Uh, my sister. Your sister, yes. Uh, she's just gotten a tattoo. Is oh. that so? Yes. Well, congrats. I'll, oh. I will. That is just something. Friend of the podcast, Elizabeth Kehoe, yeah. uh, nine minutes ago uh, on her story, she got a tattoo that said girl power, righteous as fuck. But I just wanted to let you know. Fair enough. To break the news to you. Okay. I'll have to inquire about that later. <laughs> Um, very good. Though I will say, we are, we are, we are a. Uh, this is this is very important. We are a Wikipedia-based podcast, but we're also like, what's up with our friends' yeah, podcast? Hey, hey. Uh, I will say, uh, at schoolies, uh, twenty, uh, the year that she graduated, yeah, uh, she did get a YOLO tattoo that oh. was completely fake. So oh, okay. this is something that she's been known to do. Okay, uh, I will just say there it's- is a picture of her on the table. Out oh, of tattoo right. getting a tattoo on her Instagram, and then, uh, yep, no, I believe it's true. There we go. So, congratulations, Liz. Uh, can folks. we get the applause? Yeah, please. please. Congratulations, Congrats. Liz. Congrats to you, um, very exciting. Okay. Breaking news. That was fucking Austria. And breaking news. And breaking news. <laughs> I vote for breaking news. <laughs> um, Next up, we have Jahak. Jahak. Ben, are you ready? I am ready. Your time starts now. Jahak, um, in Serbian tradition, uh, and a dragon man in Bulgarian, Macedonian, and Serbian traditions, where men believe to have inborn supernatural abilities to con- to protect their estate, village, or region against destructive weather conditions such as storms, hails, or torrential rains. It was believed that the souls of these men could leave their bodies in sleep to intercept and fight with demonic beings imagined as bringers of bad weather. Having defeated the demons and taken away the stormy clouds they brought, the protectors would t- re- would return into their bodies and wake up tired. Um, so basically. Basically, there are a few um, common associations between the Jahak and the um, the Dragon Man. Um, but uh, the Dragon Man fought against female demons called Allah, which led hail cr- clouds over fields to destroy crops and consume the fertility of fields. And uh, yeah, weather demon fighters. And if they were bad, they turned into vampires. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Lord Byron, hello. <laughs> okay. And fuck you, Lord Byron. That's, fuck you, Lord that's, Byron. that's our trigger word for this one. We <laughs> have fucking... Or Jahak. Uh-huh. Are we ready? Do we have it? I do have it. Yes. Okay. Three, two, one. Fucking. Fucking. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Fucking moves on through. Oh, that was just what I wanted to do right now. I voted oh, yeah, Jahak. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I, hadn't, I hadn't gotten in. Yes. Yeah, um, Fucking makes it through. Much to the chagrin of the residents of Fucking. Um, <laughs> okay. What do we got up next, James? Ooh. We have... <laughs> Mud, <laughs> represented by Ben, and the Subway uh, $5 foot long sub. Oh, I'm taking such a break. As represented wow. by I'm me, yeah. This. I'm loving this. My this voice. is how I was at the start yeah, of the episode. My voice is like, yeah. good. it's going to be good for round two. 
Ben, are you ready with mud? Are you ready? Are you ready for mud? I don't know if I could be possibly ready. Okay. But let's give here, it a go. Your time starts now. Mudd was an Australian former politician who served as the 27th <laughs> Prime Minister of Australia and leader of the Australian Labor Party from 2010 to 2013. She was previously the 13th Deputy Prime Minister of Australia from 2007 to 2010, held the cabinet positions of Minister for Education, Minister for Employment and Workplace Relations and Minister for Social Inclusion from 2007 to 2010. Um, there was a fantastic speech given by Mudd about misogyny by men in Parliament as well as <laughs> Ironic. You know, elsewhere. So that was lots of fun for her and uh, unfortunately for Mudd she was disposed by other members of her cabinet and to be replaced by Kevin Rudd Um, so don't know why Kevin Rudd wanted to replace Mudd but he just did that's all I've got to say on Mudd I still don't understand the joke I'm I'm so sorry Um, yes this is a common mistake that everyone makes and I get it you're like one of our you know you're recent to the show yeah that's former Australian Prime Minister Julia Gillard. Really? Yes. Oh. It wasn't mud at all. It was oh. Julia Gillard. Oh. oh yes. I just I just feel foolish now. Oh uh, no, look, honestly, we've all made the same mistake. Oh, okay. All we've right. all made the same they sound very mm. similar, They're, is uh, the thing. Look, identical. I looked yeah. up Google Images and mud, you know. Just Julia Gillard. They sound I it's almost as you're if saying I said the same I'm, word. I said the same thing twice. I'm, I'm sorry. Just, I'm confusing myself now. Uh the f- subway five dollar footlong sub <laughs> is what I'm gonna talk about. Uh, and I'm going to start talking about it right now. The Subway $5 footlong sub promotion is a promotion by the fast food restaurant chain Subway, which was launched in the United States in 2008. It coincided with the Great Recession, and the promotion was very successful for the chain, uh, helped them out of the Great Recession uh, while their competitors were struggling uh, in the uh, economic environment. Uh, the promotion also helped start an ongoing trend of round price points on consumer goods. Um, the In Florida, this is where it all started. Uh, it was inside the Jackson Memorial Hospital. Uh, they noticed that their sales were slower. Um, so the owner of the manager decided to start this $5 footlong sub, which uh, went on to be a widespread success all over the world. Um, no international $5 footlong subs, uh, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I couldn't find the facts. I was looking for the facts. But, um, yeah. Well, I know what I'm voting for. All right. Mud or subs? Three, two, one. Subs. Oh, common mistake, dude. Yeah, so actually... um, But I believe subs subs make it through. Thank you, subs. I can't believe. If you had used the actual article of mud, mud would have won. Oh, Oh, you reckon? Mud. You reckon? Mud's you really do? You think Mud, mud would have made it through? Time. Wow. Mud right. mud. Hang on. No, but I, I, I did read out. Yeah, right. I don't understand. Oh, like, my God. I hate, this. I hate this joke. No? I hate this joke. Ah, <laughs> uh, look. I will yes and so many it's things. It's got staying not power. <laughs> Shall we move on? Yes. The Mars Opportunity, as represented by Curtis, mm-hmm. versus Carl Tanzler, also represented by Curtis. Lovely. Here we go. Um, Opportunity. Are you ready? Yep. Your time starts now. Opportunity um, was a uh, robotic rover that was active on Mars from 2004 until the middle of 2018. Uh, Launched in 2003 as part of NASA's Mars Exploration Rover Program, it landed uh, on Mars on January 25th, 2004, three weeks after its twin spirit touched down on the other side of the planet. Uh, uh, What planned as a uh, 90-sole duration of activity, sole being, sorry, the... uh, how they measure time on Mars, uh, like days and that sort of thing. Uh, Spirit functioned until it got stuck in 
2009 and ceased communications in 2010, while Opportunity was able to stay operation for 5,111 uh, 5, souls after landing. Um, and it also sang happy birthday to itself on its birthday. It was really cute. We love, we love Oppie. That's oh, very good. So it's just, it's just, it's a little rover that could. Mm. Next up. Okay. Carl um, Tansler. Tan- oh, fuck yeah. All right. All right. Are you ready? Yep. Okay. Your time starts now. So Zane again bringing another killer article. Um, this one was about a guy called Carl uh, Tansler who, um, he developed an obsession with a young Cuban-American tuberculosis patient of his that carried on well after the disease had caused her death. Ew. In 1933, almost two years after her death, Taylor removed Hoyer's body from its tomb and lived with the corpse at his home for seven years until its discovery by Hoyer's relatives and authorities in 1940. So, he was so obsessed with this, gu- this girl that he would hear her voice and that sort of thing and he would go and sit by her grave and, and, and hear like, get me, bring me back to your home. So he did it. Um, and brought her back to her and lived with the corpse and would use like um, formaldehyde and wigs and like oh he had a wig of her actual hair that his mum gave her when he di- when she d- died it's <laughs> fucked up yes. that's a lot to take yeah. in that is opportunity or Tansler mm. do we have our votes I do here we go three cackles from Zane in the background Three, two, one. Tansler. Tansler. Yeah. yeah. As much yeah. as we love opportunity. It's, yeah. it's not unfeatured enough. No, we know about opportunity. Yeah, exactly. It's just so beautiful. Next up. Moving right along. Yeah, it's a beautiful love story, isn't it? It is. Mm. Tales, Tales all the time. All, the time. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> all right, next up we have the clandestine uh, uh, clown army mm. uh, versus the virtual boy. So oh, I'm yeah. I'm up. I'm I'm representing my clown army, and yep. Curtis is representing the virtual boy. Uh-huh. I'm going to start, and my time starts now. The clandestine insurgent rebel clown army is an anti-authoritarian left-wing activist group that uses clowning and non-violent tactics to act against corporate globalism, uh, war, and other issues. Uh, essentially, what this group is is a group of clowns uh, who go to rallies and protests, and rather than uh, you know doing anything violent, uh, they make you know they do clown things they have water pistols and feather dusters um they have a recruitment poster um that has a lot of differences between the clown army and the u.s army uh for example uh a clown is a clown is a clown etc etc uh fight in a war on the u.s army tug a war in the clown Mm -hmm. army uh so lots of funny it's making uh fun of uh these protests in these protests not of these protests yeah not mocking the protest. No. Anyway, uh, the virtual boy. Indeed. Are you ready, Curtis? Yep. Your time starts now. So you guys know VR, the thing that kind of only got good in like the last 16 months? Mm-hmm. Well, they tried to do it in the 80s. Um, <laughs> sorry, the 90s, I should say. I was, is The virtual boy is a 32-bit tabletop video game console developed and manufactured by Nintendo. Released in 1995, it was marketed as the first console capable of displaying stereoscopic 3D graphics. The player uses the console like a head-mounted display, placing their head against the uh, eyepiece to see a red monochrome display. The game uses a parallax effect to create the illusion of depth. Sales failed to meet targets, and by early 1996... Nintendo ceased distribution of the game development, releasing only 22 games for the system. So it is one of the greatest failures of um, the video game, um, uh, the early video game generations. Uh, and yeah, it's just it was it's, it was all in red is the main thing. Yes, <laughs> it was just so shit. Bit yeah. of a headache. Yeah. Okay, so we have clowns versus virtual. 
Uh, I couldn't find a good way to shorten yep. that. Um, VB. VB. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, clowns versus VB. Are we ready? Three, two, one. Clowns. Very well. What did we have? Sorry, I didn't... Mi- I, you two I said was, clowns, I, I said clowns. VBs. I see. Yes. Send in <laughs> the clowns. The clowns. Okay. Very uh, topical at the moment with Joker having just come Indeed. out. Indeed. Well, didn't think about it that and way. it's part two. So many um, clown films out A lot of clowns yeah. in, our, in our roads. Next up, Butthole Road. Classic. Butthole Road. Uh, represented by Ben. And Fata Benefratelli, represented by myself. Excellent. Awesome. Yes. Uh, Butthole Road, Ben, are you ready? I'm ready. Gentlemen? Oh, so please. Benjamin? Yes. Your starts? <laughs> oh, come on. Okay, ready? One my my starts time, your time now. now. Is, Butthole Road is the former name of a street in the town of Connersburg, Doncaster, England, within the county of South Yorkshire. The short residential street gained fame for its suggestive name and was frequented by tourists who would t- stop to take photos by the street sign. Uh, residents living on the street experienced issues with their address as they were refused for services due to the name and were the target of pranks and jokes. After privately raising funds for a new street sign and seeking approval from the local government, the residents had the name changed in 2009. Um, basically, it's very similar to fuck in many ways um, but um, residents of Butthole Road were, reter- were determined to have the name changed to deter tourists um, and uh, there was a copycat kind of situation in 2015 um, where Butthole Lane in Leicestershire um, planned to keep the name not, not to be bothered by plural humour very nice. I just and as a side note, yeah. uh, gorgeous. Fu- fucking Austria is um, uh, is a link at the end of this oh, article, nice. as well as Grope Cunt Lane. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Sorry, what? I don't think we talked about. I don't think we no. did. I don't think we covered that one. Grope Cunt Lane. <laughs> Jesus, that's an upsetting name. One more time, Grope Cunt Lane. Mm. Grope Cunt Lane. Oh yeah, yes. that goes down smooth. Yeah, it really does. Okay, I'm so, going to talk about. That's probably that's probably one of the most upsetting things to say. Yeah, honestly, yeah. like that's bad. A lot of connotations yeah. in that one. Flops off the tongue rather than rolls off the uh, tongue. Don- <laughs> Donnie Trump's favourite street. Now. Yeah. Hey. Uh, hey. Benefitelli, I'm going to start right now. Benefitelli Hospital is a hospital located on the western side of the Timor Island in Rome. It is known uh, for Syndrome K. This is during 1938 when Italy introduced their anti-Semitic laws. Uh, the hospital, what they did is they held uh, Jewish people um, under the guise of a false sickness called Syndrome K. And so during the Nazi raid of the Jewish ghetto in Rome on October 16th, 1943, Jewish escapees sought refuge at the hospital. Um, they would pretend to be sick. Uh, they wouldn't, the uh, the doctors wouldn't let people, you know, the Nazis in saying, oh, these these people, they have Syndrome K. You can't see them. You can't touch them. Otherwise, you'll get it too. Um, which essentially uh, prevented the Nazis from coming to take the Jewish people. Um, other... <laughs> That's about all I have to say about it, you know? Yeah, fair enough. Saved a bunch of lives. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, so, what do we have? We have we Syndrome have, K. We have butthole and hospital. All right. Okay. Okay. Are we ready? Do we have it? Yeah. Yes. Three, two, one. Hospital. hospital. Yeah, yeah, good. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't really let butthole win that no. one. Especially against... Yeah, fair enough. Of all things. All right. Hospital makes it through... Heading into the final round... You. Uh, final... Uh, uh, Segment of our... Pr- uh, pairing. one. Of round one. Yep. Tripping what do we got? We have the elephant's foot, uh, as described by myself, and the kangaroo, the superhero, also described by myself. Super villain. Thank you. Sorry, the mm. super villain. You're right. Uh, in this in the superhero realm. Uh, awesome. Let me find the elephant's foot. 
because I'm, I'm knee-deep in Wikipedia articles. <laughs> I went all out for this one. All right, Elephant's Foot. Your time starts now. The Elephant's Foot is a nickname given to a large mass of corium formed during the Chernobyl disaster in April 1986. Oh, it is this big lump of radioactive materials that poured through into a building during Chernobyl uh, that is literally unable to be looked at for too long of a time. Uh Otherwise, you will die of radiation poisoning. Uh, at the time of its discovery, about eight months after formation, radioactivity near the elephant's foot was approximately 8,000 roentgens, or 80 grays per hour, which is a lot, delivering a 50-50 lethal dose of radiation within five minutes. Since that time, the radiation intensity has declined enough that in 1996, the elephant's foot was visited by the deputy director uh, who took photographs and using an automatic camera. The, ca- the uh, camera melted when the photos were taken. Because it's fucked. It is. Look up a picture. I, I'd Yellow card. Oh. What, because I went over? Yeah. yeah, fair. Yeah, fair. I'll take it. I'll take it. I can do it too, baby. <laughs> okay. Kangaroo. I'm going to talk about the kangaroo. Uh, and my time starts now. Kangaroo is the name of two fictional characters, supervillains appearing in American comic books published by Marvel Comics. Both are noted for their leaping ability. The first kangaroo was introduced in The Amazing Spider-Man in 1970. The second kangaroo was seen in Cage 13 in 1993 and made his debut in The Spectacular Spider-Man in 1997. This is a guy from Sydney who doesn't have any superpowers uh, but studied kangaroos and decided to become a supervillain. The original Frank Oliver... uh, uh, ate and travelled with kangaroos developing a leaping ability that rivaled the animal, animals he studied uh, seeing an opportunity to make money he decided to parlay his newfound leaping ability in a boxing career his, he uh, went on to fight Spider-Man for some reason Brian Hibbs <laughs> went on to take the helm of the kangaroo good strong yeah nice alright so we got uh, kangaroo kangaroo and foot and foot alright are we ready to go yes Three, two, one, foot. foot. Yeah. yeah. Very nice. All right. We don't get a lot of Australian... Uh, we've got him and Captain Boomerang, and they're both... <laughs> yeah. uh, but unfortunately... Surrounded by stereotypes. Yeah. yeah that's all. We've we got to deal with it on a daily Alrighty, basis. So um, that is the end of uh, round one. So, James, break it down for us. What have we got going through to round two? Heading on into round two, we have Elmer McCurdy versus uh, Hubert Blaine Longname. We have... Uh, William Henry Rankin versus uh, Bruno, Bruce Willis's discography. We have The Corrupted Blood Incident versus Sharknado. We have Mary Toft versus Terrell. We have a void. Oh, Mary Toft versus Terrell. Yeah. Wow. Fuck yeah. yeah. Wow. We have a void versus Killdozer. We have fucking Austria versus uh, Subway Footlong $5 subs. We have Carl Tanzler versus the Clandestine Clown Army. And we have the Fata Benelli Fratelli, uh, Fata Bene Fratelli rather, hospital versus the elephant's foot. That is all going to come together in round two. But first, I think we're going to swing to Our one of the friend. guests we had on this season. Good friend, your good friend, my good friend, James's yes. good friend, Tully Grimley, ladies and gentlemen. Tully, why don't you tell us what your favourite article of the season was? Hi there, everybody. My name's Tully Grimley, friend of the podcast, and I would love to nominate uh, the quickie brought by Chris Payton, the horrendous day-to-day chronicle of the life of Christine Weston Chandler. Such a horrible hole in the internet where this poor person's life has been chronicled, presumably against their will, um, and really just highlighting the 
the worst things that the internet can bring. Um, I just thought such a horrendous rabbit hole was worthy of a second mention and uh, a little bit of a warning against doing this shit again. Love you all. Thank you very much, Tolly. Uh, great to hear from you. Great to hear from mm. that boy every day of the week. And uh, and a good choice as well. Absolutely, I, what, yeah. Because I had forgotten about that one. Yeah, that was one up. that uh, Chris brought in. Fucked up. Pretty um, fucked up. Yeah, all right. So that is... Um, we have broken uh, all 32 articles of the of the year down into our top 16. Trimmed the fat. Trimmed, trimmed the fat. Trimmed What's the, the name of our next round, James? Next round uh, is going to be round two unfeatured versus unfeatured debates. Trademark. 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 We, we have always put the end trademark in the end. Very yeah. All right, so um, that is where we're going to leave this episode this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, join us again next time where we're going to get even deeper and talk about some of the more intricate details of the articles um, in head-on-head-on debates. Yes. James versus myself yes. with Ben as the voice of the people as our mediator. Woo. Thank you for so much for listening, ladies and gentlemen. Um, yeah, uh, we can't wait to see you again to yes. keep going further. And Absolutely. James, I'm going to throw it to you, baby. All right, well... Skip the day of the day. Who needs it? Who needs it? Today's day is Buddy Ufa Day. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Happy, happy Ufa Day. And till next time, browse responsibly. Hello, I am Jonathan. I'm Harper. And together we run a weekly bastard podcast called Rateloid, where we rate and review Vocaloids like Hatsune Miku and also go off on strange anime tangents. And if you don't know what Vocaloid is, don't worry, we'll tell you. In fact, we encourage you to listen so you can join us on this beautiful journey together. Listen and enjoy. A That's Not Gunner Productions podcast. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.